The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber has the morning off. Futures are red as oil goes negative for the year. We're watching the protests over COVID restrictions in China take stock of Black Friday sales and get set for Powell and a lot of jobs data later this week. Our roadmap begins with those China protests spreading social unrest over ongoing zero COVID restrictions sends stocks and oil lower. Apple's supply concern reportedly facing a major iPhone Pro shortfall out of China. And as we said, retail notching a new Black Friday record, kicking off a strong start to the holiday. Let's begin, though, with market reaction to those protests in China against that country's strict zero COVID policy. Remarkable uh, video, Jim, over the weekend, something we really haven't seen since he came to power a decade ago. No, you go back to 1989, you go back to Tiananmen Square, there were peaceful protests uh, that were then turned into anything from 200 people who died, according to the Chinese, to 10,000 by some of the uh, humanitarian organizations. Uh, now, it, it, they, in that period, they did not have as strong a central government as did now. And there was even dissent in the, in, the, uh, in the army, and there was also dissent around, uh, it, at the very top. They don't have that now. So, I mean, what you see is horrendous, but what you see is, uh, is what you get when you don't have when you don't use, because they do have it, a reverse engineered mRNA. What I am confused about, and I'm using that as a play word, is how we react suddenly to things that are happening. I don't mean to, to conflate the horrible humanitarian repression that I see there. But what do we want from the Fed? Remember the Fed? They don't want, they want lower oil. They want less economic activity. They don't want to have to do it here they, they want to make the world slow down so things are not as bad. And they're getting it. So are we supposed to react negative? We react negative to what we don't like to see if it was in our country. Uh, but we should react uh, more neutral in, in terms of what we would have considered just a few weeks ago, which is what the Fed sees. Sure. Uh, we're going to get China data later this week. There's a Reuters poll about their PMI likely to go sub 50. Incredible. They're, they're the, one of the slower growing countries in the world. That's an amazing thing with 1.4 billion people. Uh, Russia off the front pages suddenly after just horrendous military, uh, horrendous missiles, uh, the number of missiles being shot. And the question is, are we going to give them something, Ukraine? It's off the front page. I think it matters very much for inflation. Uh, given the fact that they seem to be in control of our ag ag business. One of the reasons why deer is such a good quarter. Yeah, we'll talk about some price yeah. target increases wow. today. Deer's, deer's the star. With deer's quarter was uh, amazing, just an amazing quarter. But uh, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. China is terrible humanitarian, positive to keep inflation down, because the best part of what's in keeping inflation down is commodity. We've not seen wage yet. Wage is going to be, again, layoffs in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley being a rubric for technology in general. Yeah, we'll get Jobs Friday, of course. But are, yeah. are you worried about 
supply chain disruption no. that would actually be inflationary out of China? Or no? no, because it, it, basically I, I think that everyone learned their lesson last year. Uh, have a second source. Uh, Apple's tried to have a second source. I mean, what can you do? They just produce so many phones. There's a, a grave misperception about Apple. You know, it, it, all you have to do is watch the NFL, which <laughs> ATT, Verizon, and T-Mobile. Verizon giving away the high-end phone. Now, they, when you, these trackers of Apple, the people who are trying to trade it furiously, want you to sell it today, down three, they don't have any in, insight. You cannot get insight from those three. And believe me, I have tried mightily. And I have even some friends. You know, hands down, not a friend. Uh, that's a, a lead. I shouldn't say that. I think Hans Vesper is a nice man. But I just think that all the numbers that you see lend to a longer cycle. They missed this quarter. Yes. But if you don't know that they missed quarter, you really have your head in the sand. So, again, I'm presenting a more positive view. The Dow's been very strong. I know that this is seasonally post uh, Thanksgiving, not as strong a time. So I get this decline. But we have to recognize that we went through a retail period that really, other than Target, was rather strong. Really incredible. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to Black Friday numbers, some of the Adobe numbers. Uh, yeah. B of A looking at average Shopify selling prices. Up. Shopify today is going to be up pre-market. Um, but as for Apple, Webbush says maybe you take 5% off units for the quarter, maybe 10%. Right. Well, again, I mean, the most well-documented miss in history. You're watching a rebellion in Apple City. So if how's Apple, you know, what, what I mean, Tim Cook is furiously trying to get another, a second source. Uh, but in the meantime, what we do is we have a situation that is widely documented, and we'll speak to you and issue, that that's the epicenter of what's wrong. Uh, so Nike will go down. I mean, it, it is, I, I hate to say that China's not important. That would be ridiculous. 1.4 billion people is sure. very important. But I would say that if our market's going to go down on social unrest every single day, then we will go down, we will give up uh, 10%. That is just not a good idea. Go down on earnings, okay? Go down on the fact that enterprise software is awful. That's, a, that's the weakness in it. Right. That's the Achilles heel of this economy. It's the endless number of enterprise software companies that have been, that have been created. Um, and we'll get a bunch of earnings this week. Really quick, just in terms of the, the, the price action in uh, China, I mean, it's been r- kind of a rough night for right. Hang Seng, oh, but the terrible. month has been incredible. Yeah, and Pinduoduo, because of, because the of lockdown goes... I mean, they're like, they're, you got to go back to what we were, say, in March of, uh, uh, of that terrible period. And, and I just think that, remember, if they wanted to change their minds and, and get this, the endless, give them the vaccine. So I think it's a little unreal since we've all benefited from the vaccine here. We think that this repressive country can just change its mind. I don't think it can change its mind that easily. I mean, look, I think they can arrest quicker than they can change their minds. Uh, it's a great place to start with Eunice. Uh, for more developments surrounding the zero COVID policy there, let's get to our Eunice Yoon in Beijing, uh, working another late night Eunice and uh, with a, a slew of remarkable <laughs> video from the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Those weekend protests um, are arguably the uh, biggest show of resistance to the Chinese Communist Party since the 1989 crackdown in Tiananmen Square. Um, Over the weekend, we saw protests erupting um, in various cities around the country, including here in Beijing, and they were sparked 
by the deaths at a building fire in the far western city of Urumqi, which uh, many people believe uh, could have at least been in part due to COVID controls. Now, the uh, public ire is largely directed at the zero COVID policy. However, there has been some indication of wider grievances. Uh, people were uh, holding up white paper um, to indicate the protest against censorship. And also in Shanghai, there were some people even calling for the resignation of President Xi Jinping. Uh, Beijing has so far signaled that it is going to stick by its zero COVID policy, though it did say that it um, would hope to uh, mitigate some of the more excessive curbs. A state media had actually said that zero COVID is science-based and effective and has been warning local officials against those excessive uh, COVID, what they describe as layers. The wild card as to whether or not this policy is going to work is if COVID plays along. So if the COVID numbers kind of stay where at a manageable level from Beijing's perspective, I think we would see this precise approach and uh, Beijing kind of muddling through. However, if it doesn't and we see a huge jump in COVID cases, then uh, potentially the policymakers here could be faced with some two undesirable scenarios. And one would be a potentially brutal lockdown in Beijing, which would get the cases closer to zero and also send a message across the country that protests will not be tolerated. And then the other option is that they could potentially see a massive health crisis if the uh, virus gets totally out of control. So uh, the Communist Party is likely going to be weighing uh, what is going to be uh, most detrimental uh, to its survival. Guys? Uh, Eunice, first, stay safe. I don't know a person in this, in this country who watches our <laughs> network that isn't worried about you. And I mean it, because I think that we know the way that they can um, handle themselves. But you mentioned they think it's science-based. Now, I mean, at one point, uh, under the previous president, we thought they created COVID. Uh, obviously, that could be misinformed. But when they say it's science-based, what are they? What kind of science are they using? Uh, they're not specific. I mean, they definitely have a lot of uh, scientists or virologists who come out and back the policy. Um, but they um, just repeat that it is science-based to get the message across that what they're doing is um, the best way forward. Um, that today, they've, they've also, as well as yesterday, uh, there are plenty of editorials that were uh, talking about how uh, great China has been in uh, defeating the pandemic and, the, and COVID, that when you look at it based on hospitalizations or on deaths, uh, China is really the one that, uh, compared to other countries, that has done the right thing. So the suggestion is, I think that, um, Jim, you were alluding to, that it's really difficult to kind of change the the, 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 this, this large ship and to, to just overhaul the policy really quickly, um, even though there has been this um, the, these like unprecedented number of, of protests in multiple cities, which, uh, you know, the country hasn't seen in decades. But Eunice, as we know from the 80s, uh, and then at that point, they did not have a, a, such a totalitarian government that if they wanted to quash the uh, if they wanted to quash the dissent, they could just arrest everybody. Uh, they could, frankly, shoot everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think that um, the Chinese government is very, very good and very adept at um, at uh, making sure that uh, they can um, put down or, or clamp down on any type of overt dissent. I think what we saw over the weekend 
was uh, quite remarkable that people were so upset and just willing to actually take that level of personal risk. And I think what was also interesting was people were, for the most part, angry about the zero COVID controls, but there were a lot of people who were calling out for freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of information, even freedom to play video games. And even though that sounds frivolous, uh, it actually, I think, indicates how intrusive the government is and has been more recently in people's lives. And so, you know, that's something that the Communist Party will, will have to be worrying about, uh, that, um, these, the, that, that the anger towards zero COVID doesn't, from their perspective, start to spread to anger towards the party on, a, on you know, various levels. Uh, yeah. Eunice, well said, uh, and we'll obviously monitor it with your help. Uh, later on today, we'll see uh, Eunice Yoon in Beijing. Uh, thanks so much. When we come back, uh, early report cards, as we said, on the holiday shopping season, including some interesting data involving Walmart and Amazon. In fact, take a look at an Amazon warehouse in New Jersey as we start paying attention to Cyber Monday. Adobe looking for some record numbers is there, there as well. Take a look at futures. Uh, more Squawk on the Street continues after the break. Don't go away. You seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Some new data shows the holiday shopping season off to an upbeat start despite inflation. According to Adobe, Black Friday online sales topped $9 billion for the first time. Electronics among the major growth drivers. And as for both in-store and online, MasterCard says U.S. retail sales up 12 on Friday from a year ago. That excludes automotive. Uh, Some of the winners uh, they're talking about, Morgan Stanley mentions Lulu, mentions Victoria's Secret. I think Lulu's having an unbelievable holiday. Unbelievable. It is their season. Can we go back to what Corey Barry did with Best Buy? It's almost as if the company's been written off. Huge yield. Uh, a belief that their same-store sales cannot possibly ever be great. One of the great charts in the business. Uh, an extraordinary quarter. You would have thought from Home Depot and Lowe's that she would have too much inventory. She has the right inventory. Uh, it's well-stocked. And, by the way, she has so many multiple sources from the east, from uh, anything from Asia she's done. She spent about $400 million getting that right uh, four or five years ago. So uh, rather unheralded, uh, to me, I, I do not have any reason why she's unheralded. Her stores look great. 
right inventory. And if it's going to be hard goods, it's going to be Best Buy. Right. Still a buy here. Despite what, say, HP said about PCs and printers. And- you know, I think that she, when I spoke to her, she was so wise to the HP problem, which, by the way, I mean, look, Enrique did, you know, he did a pretty good job. But the fact is, is that she was aware. Uh, and by the way, mobile gaming is the weakness when it comes to gaming, uh, not PC. She was she quite understood that there was a lot of PCs. She shifted. She, she went heavy appliance where, where there's been a problem. But no, you know, people just act as if she's just the source of the glut. She's the anti-glut. And if you're going to sell that stock off of China, I really want you to rethink everything you do in life, <laughs> including the possibility that you may have thought that Green Bay won last night because you turned it off too early, which would have been a tragedy, of course, yes. had you. Yes, that's right. What is NBC coverage? I know I'm a total homer. But NBC coverage is well, really and good. As, as an aside, you saw the ratings for Thanksgiving football. No, I did not. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, record, record Thanksgiving. Well, see, this is one of the things, the dichotomy between watching and knowing you have to have sports versus everything else. I mean, it, it's so difficult because if you're a Warner, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, I mean, do you really have the money to continue the 2025 NBA, which NBA season is okay, but football is insane. And notice a dearth of auto ads. Why? A dearth of inventory. Now, we had a great, a great conversation with Phil, uh, but became, there were no F-150s to speak of, which is really rather extraordinary. But that's just like there's no F-150s to speak of. Yes. F-150s, where are they? Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Farley, I think, would, I would say he's having a great quarter, but the one problem is they had some nameplate name issues. But I, I think that people have to realize, I'm not saying make your judgments watching it, uh, NFL ads. I am saying that the companies are shifting Huge budgets towards sports, uh, and they have to because it's where the numbers are. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy, for example, L.L. Bean we talked with on Friday, huge advertiser on Thanksgiving. Uh, B of A does some work on average selling prices. They say about up one year on year, which is obviously below inflation. Below inflation. Higher than than normal uh, discounting. But think about all the stores in the mall that did much better. American Eagle? I mean, I'm going to put them on the border of pathetic last year. Gap stores, I will put them totally in the pathetic category. They're coming back. A lot of dollar gen supports. Now, when I go to my dollar gen, there ain't nothing that's a dollar. Now, I'm going to go with my wife, and she goes, where's the dollar stuff? And I said, well, it's right at the checkout, the fat smarties, (laughs) which, of course, I had the price check. Really an amazing thing when I did the price. And A.J. saw me, not A.J. uh, who caught a touchdown. A.J. Brown. but no, the AJ, my checker, who just said, I said, is there anything here for a dollar? And he's, they don't sell stuff for a dollar. No, no, do- no. Do- and by the way, they're not cheaper. There was a fantastic piece this weekend about, about mouse print in the New York Times about how, about how literally everybody's shrinking oh, their yes, products. Yes. At Dollar Gen, I swear, everything has shrunk. I mean, I, I think they shrink the raisins and raisin bread. <laughs> um. By the way, we're going to get Dollar General earnings on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. And, the street loves them. And, and Ulta, too, which is removed from the focus list at JPM today. Incorrect. Really? Yeah. This is, a, you know, this is one of the, I have to tell you, if you told me last year that the mall could make this comeback, it's rather extraordinary. I mean, how about the idea that Nordstrom was not terrible? I mean, you know, they probably have a meeting, the annual meeting. It's just like this. You know, we're not as bad as we thought. Okay, and then they dismiss the meeting because there's really nothing to say because they are brick and mortar personified. How about uh, Walmart overtaking Amazon in search 
for Black Friday bargains. We're we all beginning to question Amazon's um, acuity here, and we come back to that incredible Bezos. Uh, oh, you know, in, you know, if you're if you're J. Powell, you want the most powerful retail person of our era, Jeff Bezos, to say batten down the hatches, which probably was. I mean, I'd really like to speak to him on that. Because why don't you just say, like, hey, we're having a recession, and, you know, other than me, the one of the richest people, and soon I will pass, no doubt about it, Musk, because he's funding uh, this ridiculous bio. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to hear the richest man, in America, one of the richest people in America, tell us to batten down matches. I don't think he feels it. I don't think he feels like like 317 million other Americans who are sitting sitting there and saying, well, you know, I, I don't own as much Amazon as he does. Well, but are, you think it was bad advice? Yes, it was bad advice. It was bad advice because wages have not come down, except for you're going to see a Silicon Valley. Yeah. Like, compare gear versus enterprise software. If you're in enterprise software, there's like, and by the way, there's like 100 more enterprise software that are trying to get through the queue. Yeah. Also, a lot of AI neural networks, like the science that they're using in China right now, to even under mass find out who it is that's descending. And that will not be what you should do in that regime. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get a ton of uh, software earnings, Okta, CRM, uh, later uh, in the week, uh, Snow. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I got makeup it's, on Monday. It's only Monday. Makeup. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Uh, take one more look here at Futures before we get that bell in about nine minutes as Squawk on the Street continues. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. We mentioned oil at the top of the hour, close to 74, but actually got down to 73.60 this morning. Uh, That is the lowest intraday since December of last year. So negative on the year, negative since the war in Ukraine began. Uh, We'll talk a lot more about the dynamics there. Chevron, Venezuela, whether OPEC reacts to any of this, China demand. Opening bell coming up in a few minutes. And don't forget, you can always catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow this Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. It's time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Wild one here. Uh, I did not expect three positive comments about Activision Blizzard. I mean, you could say, well, wait a second. That deal may, may break down. The FTC had waited and waited and waited and finally issued what I think was a very threatening message. And everybody likes it. Why do they like it? A lot of cash, a lot of optionality. Company is doing better because it's not as levered to mobile, which is the weakness because of in-game ads. So uh, I think it's rather shocking. Uh, this deal was done. I mean, these companies had even thought about the way to split up and get out of certain part of gaming, have Bobby Kotick do something away from, from Microsoft. No. So uh, it comes apart and people like it because they still, Wall Street still believes very heavily in gaming. Uh, they just won't go away from it because there's positive comments about EA. Uh, take two, people feel that they did that last buy, they're questioning, Zynga, um, handheld. Again, because of just they don't want to, People sitting around in a in a batten down the hatches era, thank you again, Bezos, don't want to do intro game buys. Uh, and I think that that's weird. But Activision Blizzard is, I think, inexpensive and a buy myself. Yeah. We, we mentioned buy. on Friday we talked a bit about it was upgraded by Baird and MKM and Ray J in the last couple of weeks. Why, are, why does the sell side have an opinion on a stock with a pending deal? You don't see that I, at all. I think that people really have been, I think people are waking up to the FTC. 
waking up to antitrust here, where they, let, where they don't let uh, book publishers merge. There's absolutely no reason. There is nothing about this deal that threatens the uh, ability of, gamer, of game writers to still get. Uh, this is a supplier to a producer. That is historically not an antitrust violation. So you think Sony doesn't have a leg to stand on and their complaints about Call of Duty? No, no. But I think that our FTC is determined to make it so that you and I couldn't merge on a weekend. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the FTC is anti-merger to the point where I, I honestly can't come up with a deal that they would approve. I just don't know of one. Certainly uh, a lot of big mega cap tech companies would yes, agree with you. that's done. I mean, and we, need so, we need so many uh, mergers, and we're not getting it. Let's get the opening bell here. CNBC Real-Time Exchange with the big board at Craft Technologies celebrating the second anniversary of its AI-enhanced U.S. Next Value ETF at the NASDAQ Syrian's developer of AI technology for autos. And AI is everywhere this morning, yeah, Jim. Yeah, no, I mean, AI, we should talk about the, what really AI is. This new AI is neural network. It's the ability to be able to piece together certain uh, even words to be able to create which one. It's the ability to be able to create an image that is not com not computer generated. That's really important. Computer generated uh, does not look like the real thing. The stuff that they're doing now not only looks like the real thing, but can invent itself and learn things. Uh, it's true Terminator, uh, if used in the wrong hands. One of the reasons why our country has been adamant to not give the Chinese the latest and greatest NVIDIA chips. Now, if you want to play this, obviously people can very easily say it's NVIDIA because the platform is NVIDIA to write things. The problem with NVIDIA, obviously, is it, it, it's had a big run and it did not have a good quarter. Uh, and are you confident that the channel clears in the coming 12 months? I think the channel does not clear until literally the beginning of, of January. The, nobody's really optimistic out there that I speak to. I'm not going to be more optimistic than the people who make this stuff up. You know, the guys who created see the channel. Lisa Sue sees the channel. Jensen Wong sees the channel. And it's, it's thick with product. This is why I continue to say, if you want to see weakness, that's your list. They, I mean, again, Hewlett Packard, I mean, H HP, they were not very positive. Uh, I, I, of those, the only one that's, well, Broadcom is inexpensive and Qualcomm is inexpensive, but... You can't be in the semiconductor yeah. shed. I mean, I it's guess too early. the best you could say was that they, uh, HP and AMD, sort of have similar views on the recovery of PCs. Right, but we got down. You know, when you're down 18, 19 percent, that means that there is a lot of inventory stuck, and it is hard to get through because there's no natural buyer. Here's what I think they got wrong. I think a lot of people felt that that new office at home would be, it would be Wayfair and then it'd be Williams Sonoma. It would be a second rate PC and then an upgrade. Totally untrue. The Williams Sonoma, still one more piece this morning saying the edifice is cracking, whatever the heck that means. And, uh, but there's no doubt about it that the whole concept that the home office is going to be better than it was last year, it, it, it was a false thesis. Yeah. Interesting. Also, re regarding work from home, uh, Times piece over the weekend about business travel, meaning we are sort of returning to travel corporate, but the cost-cutting element now going into year-end is making it very hard to read uh, for airlines and hotels. Well, Ted, office REITs sure, don't, sure demonstrate that we're in a three-day uh, situation. When you speak to the airlines, they're very quick to say yeah, there's more travel than ever because they do have these meetings uh, where you see 
each other in order to be able to have like reunions of people who used to sit next to each other. I still believe that uh, that they have the people aren't coming back. They're going to be three days in, two days out. Uh, it's not a mutiny because the top guys like it too. <laughs> they, they've they've learned to love it. I mean, look, the Zoom numbers, as pathetic as they were, and how much people hated the stock. The Zoom numbers did demonstrate that there's been no let-up in the number of people who are doing that kind of interaction. You see Williamson down five. This is, again, I mean, this whole notion of, wow, I'm home, uh, and I really got to fix it up. No, I'm home. Uh, you'll pack a bad PC. Uh, and, you know, because people tend to like Apple. But I don't know. The at-home thesis is done. It's, they got the office at home. They're thrilled. Now, we do, I do have some um, sub-Rosa information that there's more gaming being done on Fridays. On Fridays? Yeah. I got this, this took a great deal of reporting to be able to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, is like a, there is a secret report about how much gaming is done on Fridays. But uh, otherwise, three day a week, except for you and me. Yeah. We're, we're five. David won with the three. He won to, this week, he's with the four. Um, Wynn is leading, and we talked about China <laughs> earlier, Jim, but Macau's going to get some fresh licenses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, look, my charitable trust owns Wynn, and I consider this a win fall uh, because they got the licenses. And then there's the sum of the parts piece. Uh, there's a belief, obviously, that, that Tillman Furtado is going to buy the whole thing. Uh, I come back and say, uh, my charitable trust, we just wish that were the case. That would be wishful thinking and hope is not should not be part of your investing equation. That was just a windfall. By the way, the draft kicks, yep. they slam again. Yep, uh, downgraded today over at JPM to underweight and pen to neutral. Isn't, isn't that amazing given the fact that there is so much wagering? It, 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 there is just a sense that they're stalled, uh, that they got ahead of themselves. I don't know. I, I don't want to say DraftKings a bargain. I do say that if I were the new Disney, I would be looking for a, a serious partner right now in gaming. I mean, the new Disney we haven't talked about. I was going to say Iger Town Hall today. Yeah. Uh, the most recent release uh, viewed is uh, not that bad. You know, another another cheap oh, You mean the, in terms of the box office weekend? Yeah. Oh, Strange World got uh, did not do well, but they no. got Wakanda. But I know, but that, that movie, the one that didn't do well, costs a lot. Look, if, if I were Iger, I mean, it's time to really take a look at the, at the table of employment. It's time, it's time to re, reemphasize theme parks. It's time to turn off CNBC. Meaning? Meaning that I got cited in stupid articles that I had something to do with it, uh. which is total nonsense. Can I just tell you that my sources indicate I didn't even come up? Can we stop that? I think the Times piece did mention that you called for Chapex. Well, no kidding. The guy had the worst quarter of anybody I've seen this year. I mean, honestly, what kind of he had? He had like a software enterprise uh, heavyweight discount firing quarter. I mean, you know, the what was what was supposed to happen? Here's a man who Chapex's last conference call was, besides being much ado about nothing, was without a doubt. A, a, a conference call that was as as phantasmagorical as some of the best rides. Uh, it, it, it was incredible. It was an e-ticket conference call. Oh my God! I mean, you would have thought that they just they they shot the lights out. Please grab small children by the hand. As, yeah. yeah, as you listen to the conference. Yeah, a lot. Call. Of, you know, it's like here's five things that went that went unbelievable. Well, never mentions the theme parks. Well, no, I shouldn't say never because that's extreme. But I think that conference call really was the crystallization that he had to go. Uh, last on Friday, though, a lot of sell-side calls saying we're not chasing this because the issues 
um, are bigger than Iger himself. No, that's false. I mean, that's another false dichotomy. You know, like they say this, what, what I, Iger's got a game plan. Iger's good. But you've been critical of the Fox asset purchase strategically. Well, I mean, that's, it, yes, they did pay too much. There isn't anyone who tried, who, by the way, I don't, um, it's not clear. You, you can't take the charge. It's so intertwined. Some people, large shareholders, think that the charge could, could have been in the 30, 40, even 50 billion. I say move on. I say that Iger is going to be able to bring back talent. Talent likes him. Talent did not like Chapek. I never thought the talent meant as much. I always figure the talent comes less expensive. You know, the, scarlet, the scarlet dispute was a difficult, a difficult way to begin. Um, one of the most loved people. Uh, at the light, and uh, I, I think to get past this Chapek here will be hard initially, but I have total faith in Iger. Iger, by the way, um, was, uh, when he left, a lot of the Fox talent left, and I think that, therefore, the reason why he might bridle about my analysis is it would, didn't have to be this way if Chapek didn't come in and emphasize um, right. uh Mm, that makes sense. Uh, what did he emphasize? I'm, I'm looking at the crew. <laughs> maybe the crew knows. I don't know. I mean, you guys know maybe there's some guys on the floor. <laughs> we were, the Chapek era was a, is a heavy asterisk. Yeah. Brut- nasty, brutish, yeah. and short. Yeah, it's like they got him off the couch, you know, and he got burned. <laughs> yes. We, we still don't know where Chapek came from other than the couch. As for the overall box office, Jim, $95 million for the weekend overall. In 2019, we only had four weekends below 100 million. People want to do stuff. People are saying you got to get Avatar in theaters ASAP. I know. I mean, we haven't heard from Adam Aaron yet this morning. Let me check that. He usually comes back before I even. You no, know, we haven't heard from Adam Aaron yet. But I, I, I totally think that it, it is uh, a moment that if you abandon Iger, you're nuts. I mean, if you don't think you can fix the problem. I mean, the guy is a very smart guy. Sell the stock all you want. I think you're making a major mistake. Iger is driven by success uh, and by getting the right people. And he will get the right people and slim things down where he has to. Yeah. He's, he's a winner, not a loser. And I'd back him anywhere. Uh, let's get you on oil really quick, Jim. We mentioned uh, the price action on uh, WTI. The other issue people are talking about is how the XLE and crude itself are so different for the year. Yeah, I mean, we're going to hear Mike Worth on Friday. He's coming on, on Squawk Box, and he's going to tell you, it's, he can't say Halcyon Times, because then you'll get the windfall tax stuff. I, I almost said something. I mean, under Jimmy Carter, it didn't really work, although it did take in a lot of money. But I just think that you're, you're seeing good demand. Uh, we're not seeing what's really happening in, uh, in Europe. Uh, but everyone's traveling. Maybe oil overshot to the upside, mostly because there was a lot of guys when it went to 120, 130 on Wall Street saying 150. And we hear from these people and they maintain some credibility, which is rather shocking in itself. But I do think the charts, the chartists, and remember that these are commodities, are saying high 60s and then bounce. High 60s? And then bounce. So you think the White House has a chance to fill the SPR, as they said? Yeah, I think that they can cover the short there. And now, will they be nimble enough? Uh, president once told me great, that he was uh, graceful, that he was totally unaware of stocks and, and just because he didn't own any. Uh, I don't know. I suddenly think he can trade the futures. Highly unlikely. <laughs> um, it's remarkable, though. Uh, for the month, 
Uh, oil is down about 15. That's the worst month of the year as well. Uh, Just incredible. November. And someone down, we got a downgrade of FANG, which is not the, the FANG that has been faltering all year, but Diamondback. Uh, this is from um, Bank of America. Hold the sell. And I would take the other side of that trade in a nanosecond. Diamondback's a fantastic operator. How about helping viewers uh, set the table for Snow, CRM, Okta? They haven't come down enough. Uh, they, I think they have to slim down. I think Okta is, uh, if you take a look at the last, uh, if, you, if you look at what Nikesh Aurora said at Palo Alto, they're coming on strong on identity, which is Okta's area. That would be a soup to nuts. They can cut out Okta. So I think Okta is very worrisome. I love Frank Slootman. He does not care about a stock. He's not going for a stock. I don't even think he looks at a stock. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Salesforce might have to bite the bullet here. I think that their table of employment is too high, or at least they have to do. My charitable trust has owned Salesforce since the beginning, and I'm concerned. Even I'm concerned because this is coming off of the Dreamforce quarter, and I don't know what Mark, Mark Benef can do. Uh, we're not, we, we've, made, we've made our sales. We're not selling anymore. Um, I think that the company is doing is one of the few winners in the space, along with ServiceNow. But the multiples are too high. Now, there's no longer big multiples to revenues. And, and we did hear talk of Coupa getting a bid, mm-hmm. which is, yep. you know, to me, a little fanciful, but anything's possible. But, you know, Salesforce is a tough one. Uh, second worst Dow stock of the year behind Mate, Intel. Is that amazing? It is amazing. I mean, we, what about all the upgrades stock. we've got to ServiceNow last couple of weeks? Look, I, look there is no doubt. I mean... It is painful how great that quarter was and how little recognition uh, that McDermott got off of it. The federal contracts alone were extraordinary. The guy does have the great Rolodex, but it's expensive, but it had the best quarter of enterprise software by far. And it's not getting respect versus, say, Adobe, which did not have a great quarter, made expensive acquisition. Uh, This is a group that has been beaten up. If someone could light a fire, you still have to buy service now. Because that's the one that we know had a great quarter. There's Adobe being up on, on uh, I guess, on Cyber Monday or whatever. Or well, bid. I was going to say, Adobe's one to watch. You know what? Shopify's up 8%. Now, Shopify, Shopify does a lot of the smaller retailers, which I keep hearing. This is the ones that are the Etsy-like that uh, I hear doing a ton of business. As people realize that they kind of learned Etsy and during the lockdown. And if you learned Etsy, you learned Shopify. So Shopify is kind of the anti-Amazon here. Uh, Doing well. Yeah, 42 would be the 200-day, which oh, is like not that. seen since January. I like Shopify here. I uh, want to play on the fact that, that the, independents, the independent retailers, I think, are having a very good holiday. Um, Powell will be the other big event of the week. He speaks at Brookings. Uh, there's some discussion about whether or not he... Um, cements the view that slower hikes are to come? Does he push back on the notion that we've solved the inflation puzzle? Uh, why do anything ahead of that employment number? Why not obfuscate? Why stick your neck out? Uh, I, I really think this is a time to be able to say, you know what, we're going to be data dependent. We want to see these numbers. Because, I mean, let's say you really start seeing, I mean, look, there's not been that many layoffs, a lot of hiring freezes. But if you get a softer number and you're hard line, then people are really going to say recession. So it doesn't pay. It pays to obfuscate, almost do a, a green spin. Mm. He'll have jolts in his pocket, but not, not non-farm. No, and I, I just think you're too close to that number to be able to say, look, I'm really, I, I think that the economy's weak or the economy's strong. I, why stick your neck out and hurt your credibility? Yeah. 
We'll get to that on Wednesday. Uh, overall, uh, holding 4K here yeah! uh, uh, on the S&P. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, happy Monday. Two to one declining to advancing stocks. And you can see the impact these China protests are having on, on our market. Again, I look what's risk on, what's risk off today. And it's generally risk off, and you have to point the finger mostly to the China protests. So take a look at the sectors today. Uh, energy, with oil's at the lowest level in almost a year since December of last year. Uh, metals and mining, there's another classic global risk on, risk off. That's down rather notably. Semis, another one fractionally. And here's the curious story of the day. China uh, shares, China stocks generally are flat to slightly on the upside. There's the big one, Crane Shares China Internet, KWEB trading to the upside. I just want to note what's going on in the energy stocks because Carl made a very good point about this disconnect that's been going on between oil, which is now below $75, almost a 52-week low, and energy stocks, which have generally been holding up very, very well. And this call on Diamondback Energy today from Bank of America, I think it goes to the heart of the question. They downgraded this stock because of the, what they call the disconnect between the, the future earnings possibilities and the current prices. And they said specifically the price targets have moved higher here uh, uh, but they don't understand why, given the declining oil. So they call this a disconnect, a valuation disconnect here. And I think that goes to the story of what Carl was mentioning a little earlier. There's APA. Most of these stocks are 10 to 15 percent off their 52-week highs with oil near a 52-week low. So there's that disconnect uh, that Bank of America was talking about on that downgrade. As for the uh, China protests, it is curious to me that we have Hang Seng in, uh, down 1.6%, to Shanghai down about 1%, everything down 1% in China, and yet the two biggest ETFs for China, which is the MCHI and the Crane Shares, China Internet, KWEB, trading to the upside. Uh, there's a lot of debate about what's going on here over uh, here in the over the weekend in the United States. So there's two schools of thought here. The first school, which is somewhat uh, more bearish, is that the targeted lockdowns are going to continue in China and this is going to continue to cause problems. But there's another school out there that's saying the, these protests are so big now that the government's going to have to respond. They're going to have to ease the lockdowns. They're going to dramatically increase vaccination levels. And all this ultimately will be a good thing. Who knows where this is going to go? But the important thing is if you look at China stocks today, and I know Pinduoduo had the earnings out and they did have a terrific number here. They look like they beat on the revenue, net income, EPS all beat. So that's a big winner on earnings there. But everything else, JD.com, Alibaba, they're all trading to the upside right now. We're going to talk a lot more about this this afternoon on ETF Edge, 1235 Eastern Time. We're going to have Brendan Ahern on. Brendan runs KWEB. This is the second biggest ETF that's out there that deals with China shares. He's been very outspoken about this, that the government is going to have to ease their lockdowns eventually and has a lot to say about these protests over the weekend in China. That'll be 12.35 Eastern Time and again 1 p.m. on etfedge.cnbc.com. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you. Uh, great to have you back, Bob Sani. A quick reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or point your phone at the QR code on the screen and it takes you right there. As we go to break, let's check bonds. We mentioned uh, the events coming up in the coming uh, days, Powell and Jolt and uh, Jobs Friday. Ten-year uh, 368 is going to take you back to pretty much the early wow. part of October as that inversion between twos and tens, 80 basis points, a 40-year high. Back in a moment. Can't ignore the dollar index today below 106 on the DXY. That is the lowest since August 12th. Wow. And below the 200-day for the first time since June of 2021. 
pretty remarkable. Remember those highs at 114 yes. uh, were pretty some some pretty tense uh, moments earlier in the summer. We'll get uh, stop trading with Jim in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. We're starting to get the best ideas of 2023 from Wall Street. And I do like these research pieces, particularly Cowan today. Uh, this, this is Kaivon Rumor, who's really unbelievable. He's been around forever. He's saying you got to buy Raytheon here. I like this call. Defense pickup. Uh, you get a really much better airline. Uh, could be some very good numbers from aerospace. Uh, talking about some high targets that I think will be realized. This is one you want to buy, particularly if you think, by the way, that, that the U.S. is going to step up with defense, they've got the Patriot. Uh, the Patriot would change the equation. Uh, I think that very much, very much our government is reluctant to give Ukraine uh, the anti-missile missiles. But I think that Greg Hayes will be persuasive. And I think that you do want to own Raytheon. A very, very strong call from Kaivon Rumor. Uh, certainly a lot of reporting over the weekend about uh, weaponry that's getting lost in they the shuffle over there on both sides. They need... You know, the Ukraine is is shy of weapons. Uh, they're using about a fraction of what the North Vietnamese used against us uh, in seven days in Quezon, which is really rather incredible. I, I, I just think it's outrageous that they that the U.S. government's not stepped up. But I understand that people say, well, are you kidding me? But after reading that article, it's very clear that Russia's going to win the missile war unless we help. Right. We there. The- I mean, we I think this is a democracy. Yeah. I think that we're. You can say we without a problem. Right. Tonight, I'm going to name the, the best stock of the quarter. Best it, stock of the quarter. Hands down. It's not a, it's not a chart, necessarily, that's no, made it the it's, best. No, it's, it's earnings. It's hands down the best. And once again, Eunice, please stay safe. I, I, the, that regime, does, that, they play in a different, a different way. Yeah. Uh, no, BBC have put out a statement about their reporter who was uh, um, pushed around a bit. I just don't want it. I mean, she's just a hero. Tremendous here. Yeah, we're, we're grateful to her. Uh, Jim, we'll see you tonight. Absolutely. A busy week ahead. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Speaking of which, when we come back, a lot more on the unrest in China regarding zero COVID as we're holding on to some decent uh, levels here, S&P 4001. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.